Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Turning conventional wisdom on its head. On On the African narrative tonight, a discussion on, open quote, experts in traditional African culture have expressed concern about plastics being used to cover the bodies of COVID-19 victims, saying it disrespects the deceased. In the past couple of weeks, we have heard reports of people going to cemeteries and exhuming the bodies of their loved ones because they believe that their spirits are not at peace and this could have long-lasting effects on family members who remain. Since the beginning of the lockdown, COVID-19 regulations have, have... have been seen to be a violation of certain rights, certainly in the cultural practices realm. Today, we're in conversation with Contralesa's Princess Olanim Kiva, who's going to unpack some of the nuances that many of us are not aware of, and hopefully many more will not yet be aware of because we're not having to have a burial in the context of COVID-19. Thank you again for being on the platform. Yeah, good evening, Mshagaz. Good evening to the listeners of SASM and uh, good evening to South Africans. And thank you for having us. It's great to have you. And this is something which many of us might take for granted because we haven't had to have a COVID-19 burial. But this is something which is new, but still speaks to the heart of who African people are, how they respect the dead, how they say goodbye to the dead, and how, in the context of rest in peace, they believe the dead should be in their final resting place. COVID-19 has challenged a lot of those beliefs and systems and cultural practices. What has been the experience at Contralesa, what is the concern? What is going on? Many don't know. Like me, I've not had a COVID burial. I don't plan to have one and hope not to have one. But there are some serious challenges elsewhere for some. Yeah, we are in a difficult time. And this is a difficult period for not only for us in Africa, mm. but I guess in the rest of the world. Uh, this outbreak of the COVID-19 has really taken us by surprise by surprise, and we had to change a number of things which we used to do. So the new normal is actually abnormal to us in the sense that we no longer do things in the normal way. Uh, so we, we, had, we had had to adjust and review a number of things that we do. You know, when a family member dies, uh, Songeza, uh, you stop everything that you are doing. And uh, you simply take your bag, pack your bags, and go home. Mm, mm. Uh, that's the, that, that is the level at which people attach the importance of uh, uh, um, uh, issues that are related to burial and paying the last respect to the person that has departed. So <clears throat> we are no longer given an opportunity. And the situation does not allow because of the fact that this virus is deadly. We, 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 we can no longer when someone dies, if, if for instance you die elsewhere, uh, normally people will take you from that point when you are picked up by the HES, and the HES will take you and uh, they would first take you home. They will first take the body home and then go there and speak to you and tell you that will be taking you to a mortuary for a period of seven days or so uh, to keep you there whilst we prepare your final resting place. Because of this outbreak, all of those things 
uh, uh, had to be taken aside. So a person is picked up and is taken straight to the mortuary. So a lot has changed. So even when you are at the mortuary, um, a day before uh, you, the body has to be taken for a burial. The family members must come and view the body to talk to the body, uh, to talk to the spirit of of the person that has departed, to 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 actually blanketize that person, dress that person up, and and ensure everything that needs to be said and done is actually. Uh, conducted. The yeah. following, yes. Yeah, no, no, so no. Ca- carry on. Yeah. Carry on. Sorry, Dad. So I want to come to this issue of the plastic without uh, uh, narrating mm. what people know Very good. and what 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 our people understand. Mm. You know, even before there was an outbreak of the coronavirus, people did not like the plastic lacing, which is attached on the coffins. They always say remove that plastic because. <clears throat> People believe that if you use a plastic to wrap a person or you use a plastic to lace the coffin, that is similar to, 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 to what you do to litter or garbage. You understand? Because mm-hmm. a, a refuse bag a kind of scenario. So plastic has always been disliked by our people to be associated with a person who has transitioned. So it does not come closer to that equation whatsoever. So there's something to do with plastic which is actually inexplicable, if I may put it that way. But people just do not like it. People don't want any usage of plastic to a deceased person. So with this outbreak of the coronavirus, the plastic had to be used to wrap all the people who are believed to have died or could have uh, died with uh, things that have got symptoms of COVID. Simply because the World Health Organization had taken the same kind of package which was used for people who had died of Ebola. So they they actually draw that notion of wrapping uh, a person who has passed on and who has died as a result of COVID from the protocols which are derived from the same that were used to the outbreak of the Ebola virus. Mm. Let me interrupt you there, please, Babu Mkiv, um, because yeah. I just do want to get the listeners to participate in the conversation and just centralize the conversation in relation to, specifically, we are just trying to gauge the cultural attachments those who are living have to those who have since departed oh, and how we as South Africans, majority Africans, of course, say goodbye to them. So Mr. Mkiva is talking about the value of the plastic, or in this context, the non-value of the plastic and potentially the offense that people people attach to plastic bags wrapping African people, especially in the light of COVID-19 times. If you want to contribute to this conversation, certainly please do so. 011-714-2006. Prince Zolani Mkiva, of course, is the Secretary General of Contralesa, the country over. And Mr. Mkiva, just for your record, don't be surprised if you hear another voice that is asking you a question. It is my co-host this evening, Ms. Sibuma Bena, and she will come in at any time. But let me ask this question in relation to the wrapping of a body in times gone by before the advent of the coffin found africans they would wrap a deceased person with ink or moyake a cow yeah. slaughtered in that person's honor so Absolutely. as to ukumkapa, to yes. say goodbye to him 
Of uh, course, that practice doesn't exist as much now as it might have back then. Of course, you are correct. <clears throat> when a child is born, mm-hmm. um, uh, the people slaughter a, a goat a sh- or a sheep, or in some instances a cow, and they conduct a ritual called imbelego, where the blanket of the child is actually made out of that animal that has been sacrificed to introduce the presence of the newborn. And then it becomes the blanket of the child. And then you grow up. When you pass on, uh, again, another animal gets sacrificed. And this is an old uh, practice and a ritual which has happened, you know, pre-colonial era. And when our communities and the society at large was wealthy and we had the livestock, enough uh, uh, sheep, cattle, and so on. So when a person dies, <clears throat> I will make an example then with, 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 uh, with the head of the family. They have to slaughter uh, 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 an ox in particular. Mm. And then the hide of that ox is then used to wrap uh, that senior community member uh, as, 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 because there were no coffins. So you would be wrapped with that and then you will then be buried uh, in, uh, in that wrap. But with time, that has changed because <clears throat> we have lost a lot of livestock because of climatic conditions, because of coloniality and many other things. So we had to review and readjust ourselves. Also the influence of colonization that introduced the coffins. So in the olden days, a person would not stay for more than two days before burial. So a cow would actually, an ox would actually be slaughtered early hours of that morning. Mm. Uh, so you would actually be wrapped with, a, with a, actually the fresh hide or a skin of that particular cow. But it no longer happens. So that has been replaced now by coffins. But there are still very few in, in, in very isolated cases, particularly within uh, the ambit of royalty, that people would still use uh, 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 the ox hide to wrap around the leader, but you would still be put in, inside the coffin. So the difference between that and the, and the plastic is that our people attach so much value uh, to, to cattle and, and to the livestock especially the domestic animals, because mm. there's a spiritual connectivity mm. between ourselves and those animals. And the fact that when we slaughter, it is not just a question of slaughtering insofar as we are concerned, it's a question of sacrifice. Mm. And uh, we are speaking and we're invoking the spirits of the ancestors because there is a diametrical communication between those that are living and those that are departed. Hence, we refer to them as ancestors, as forefathers and foremothers. Because we have that notion that says, In other words, to us, they are not necessarily dead, but they have transitioned to another Mm. spiritual world, wherein they are still looking over us, whereas we are also looking over them. So, in basically, we are taking care of each other in a very spiritual and a very intimate way in which we communicate. Oh, so, you're able to come onto this platform and impart all of this knowledge. And 
as someone who is young, as someone who is impressionable, as someone who has grown up um, in somewhat of a Western world, what would be your your word of encouragement to my peers, to the youth that is like me, to um, take on the responsibility of learning all of these cultural practices because sadly it is us who are burying our parents um, we are the ones that are also burying relatives and maybe we have the financial means or we are covid free you know many different factors affect why we would have to step up and take responsibility and also have to carry on these practices but what would be your word of encouragement to a young person to make sure that we continue or take interest in in all of this knowledge that you are imparting on us? I would say that fortunately, much as we are a people uh, who have relied over many centuries to what we refer to as the oral tradition or the indigenous knowledge systems, the good thing is that a great work has been done in that regard, the extent that I believe that there is content which has been written and some of it is available online. So I would encourage the young people to research the indigenous knowledge systems or the African wisdoms. In that context, you would get a, a syllabus of our design of living as a people. A design of living in this instance is our cultural makeup uh, in, in, in an all-encompassing manner from birth to death, so that you understand what happens in the evolution of the lives of Africans from, from the beginning of time, from the time when we were not contaminated by uh, coloniality. So I think that there are many books that we can also uh, recommend to people like yourself, but I think the easiest is to surf the net and look for hashtag indigenous knowledge system, hashtag African customs, rituals, traditions, as well as uh, cultural practices. Look for anything in that regard. But you must also go uh, to the ancient time and uh, look at the kingdoms, like the kingdom of Monomotapa. Look at the early kingdoms in Africa, the kingdom of the great Sindhuata Kita. Look at the at the, at the Mapungubwe, and, and search on those things and, 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 and research and lift all the things that are relevant uh, to our daily occurrence, as well as important rituals which make us. For instance, when it, when it comes to South Africa, there has been a major promotion, uh, positively and negatively, of the rites of passage from boyhood to manhood as if there are no rites of passage from girlhood to womanhood. Because in an African context and in the value system of Ubuntu, there is equity between males and females. The only distinction, you see it when it comes to the responsibilities and the duties in society. And you will find still that women play a much more significant role than men in the sense that when a child is born Twanini, sorry 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 yeah. about Twanini. I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you I, I do have two calls that are coming through and I'm just a little worried in relation to our time very quickly please good evening Hailey in Johannesburg and Scully in Durban Hailey go for it 
Good evening, Tara, and to your listeners. Look, I was stand with my African culture because in the modern society, we adapt the European culture, which is not conducive for the African people and African generation. Our ancestors, before Europeans, we have a culture, we have a state, we have a government, we have everything. But new modern society, we need to adopt whatever comes from the Europe and the West. Everything is modern, is, you know, to try to engulf and swallow the African culture and to eliminate African culture. What I see, the politics paved the way for the, the religion paved the way for the politics. Politics paved the way for the the exploitation and the stealing of the gold and the diamond in Africa. And, you know, this is why the burial of each and every human being is the image of the God. The image of the God we created was the image of God. And why do you going to rip the person like rubbish with a plastic? We need our own cultural way in Africa, in African way, the decent burial for each and every human being. There's one life with one body in, in the human. Beautiful. You don't have a spare body. You don't have a spare life. Hailey, let's move on, please. Let's go through to Durban in Johannesburg. Thank you so much, Hailey. Scully. Good evening, you, Sengezo. Thank you for taking my call. Sengezo, my take is plastic wrapping for burials is a no-no. Like your last caller said, let's have some decency. And it's, it's inhumane, you know. It's not biodegradable. Uh, immediately it's going to take years and years for that thing and 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 i like the one that where he touched on your guest touched on the circumcision thing i think the the do the rituals but the circumcision do it in a proper hospital or by medical staff <laughs> you the, won't get support the, on that thought there scully but thank you so much for your thoughts Cat in Peter Maritzburg, Babutwanini says, and this is just an engagement from our SMS platform. <coughs> Good evening, Songezo. Please may I ask clarity? I am confused. The coffin is not traditional nor indigenous practice, just as plastic is not. Yet the coffin is used in place of animal skin. All deceased who are departed during COVID-19 are subjected to plastic as they are considered level four pathogen regardless of belief systems. So I think that one really just speaks to something that you might have touched on. Perhaps you might go a little deeper if you have time. The fact that a coffin in itself is still not an African thing. Animal skin is. Well, that, 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 that point is a correct point, that the coffin is not necessarily an African thing, but it has been adopted by Africans as good practice. Remember that Africans are not dogmatic, and culture is not static. Mm-hmm. If a practice is good, it's good practice, and we can draw lessons from wherever. I have not made a research as to where the coffin is derived, and we may be assuming that it comes outside of Africa. And we could be surprised that it could be coming from North Africa or West Africa. But for us in South Africa, we have adopted it. I can, I can speak there with authority. And there's nothing wrong with it because a, a coffin is made of wood and wood comes from a tree. So we relate to trees as well. So we don't see any problem with that. It was not something that was necessarily uh, fought on us but we have adopted it uh, we have nothing opposed to it the only thing that i think we need to speak about is the is, is the is the expense to which we we we, we engage in in, in, in 
purchasing the coffins. It's not necessary that we buy exorbitant coffins and waste money. As long as the coffin is decent enough to house the body, I think that's enough. I don't think we should go to the extent of buying a coffin for 20000 to 50000 sometimes for hundred to 200000 I think that expense is, mm. is certainly unnecessary. Let's take but, final comment then from you, Babu Tuanini, and I think in the context of this conversation, this is mm. probably as good a time in literally 30 seconds just to say a final comment for the life well-lived and that was so educational, particularly to African people, African people in the context of law, the late Professor D. Skrelok Oyan. Professor D. S. Oyana is a man that we will always salute because in his life, he mainstreamed the African laws. He, and he, he mainstreamed the customary law. And he actually ensured that customary laws are, 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 are codified into laws that must be recognized even by the administration of the justice system. He started his work in the then Transcard. And the books that he has written has seconds. helped us as we're drawing the new uh, constitution of South Africa. But we need to, 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 to take from where he ended and actually enrich that work and massify it and ensure that ultimately the entire constitution of South Africa is embedded on our culture and we remove anything Tamako. that does not talk to us culturally. Babu Gwanini, as always, a pleasure having you here. Time is never our friend when you are here. So educational your thoughts and expressions are. But until next time, goodbye, sir. Thank you very much. Good night, sir. Excellent. Thank you so much indeed. Miss Mabena, say goodbye to your listeners. They are yours after all. <laughs> this takeover has been one heck of a learning experience and I'm so grateful for the platform and the opportunity to learn and thank you to all for engaging on social media thank you for tuning in thank you for your ears thank you for listening thank you for opening your hearts and your minds to the little bit that we have to share about our journeys as young entrepreneurs in South Africa and I hope you continue to support us and um, continue to change this world one dream at a time. One dream at a time. Thank you so much. If tonight is anything to go by, you can be very sure, listeners of The Viewpoint, the hashtag Tuesday Takeover is here and is here to stay. 2134, goodbye.